Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream dating solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rarefying voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change, and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt, or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Rare Find Voices podcast. This is Robin Koenig, your host, and I am talking today about a topic that I actually just did a video on, and I shared it on my Facebook page, probably on my Instagram. If you don't follow me right now, please take a second to just go to Instagram at rarefind underscore love. You can find some really good content. I mean, I try to put some great stuff out there to help share more about the things that can impact your life and move you forward to accomplish all of the amazing things that you want to do. And the topic today is actually something that I'm personally working on myself and I'm sharing my experience along the way. And here's what I call it. I call it going from frazzled to focused to finished. And this is kind of a bigger subject matter. I'm not gonna go through all of it today, But really what this is about is about trying to really get a hold of that stress-induced situation that we put ourselves into when things are going on in our life that are busy. Hello, the holidays right now. And it's keeping us from staying focused and getting to the finish line on the things that we really want to get done. So this part is really kind of that first part from the frazzle to the focused I will continue doing more segments, more episodes, videos, other content, posting on my social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, at rarefind underscore love, all of the places that I can share because I practice what I preach. So I just want to share that because, you know, I, like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I don't necessarily write out a lot of my content. What I really like to do, um, and somebody shared this with me once before, was that instead of creating content, 
to capture content. And that's just what I'm doing. I am capturing the things that I not only experience myself in my life that I want to share in the hopes that it does impact somebody else in some way, hopefully a positive way, (laughs) Um, but also to give some tips and some ideas and learnings along the way, because I'm going through it with you. I am going through the exact kinds of things. Um, I'm sure not every situation. I am very blessed to, you know, not go through some of the really difficult stuff that I know a lot of the people that I work with do go through, but I've been through some stuff. And so I am definitely challenged by this current, um, you know, scenario, right? From being in a stress induced state that creates you know, unnecessary pressure, unnecessary um, challenge, unhappiness, you know, it takes us away from the stuff that we really could be focusing on and actually getting through and finishing and feeling more successful and happier in life. Okay, so enough with the setup here. I'm going to share a quick story. So uh, the other day, yesterday, I was trying to remember even what day it was today. Yesterday, um, I had you know, a pretty full calendar. And I'm diligent about blocking out my time and being really good at time management and really trying to focus on, you know, my work, on, you know, doing some some content, doing, um, uh, you know, business development. So there's a lot of different things that I try and block my, con- my sorry, my time out on my schedule and really stick to it. And that has really served me very well. I'll do a whole nother episode on that some other time because I do think that that's something that um, I've heard from people that they really want to do a better job of like time management. So anyways, yesterday I had a pretty full schedule and, you know, was moving along and very first thing, get up in the morning, getting the kids out to school. And what happens? My poor husband throws his back out (laughs) now, (laughs) you know. When that kind of thing happens, if you've ever had a back issue, it is, it's, it's just literally the worst thing um, because you can't control it. You are down for the count and have very little that you can you know, do for yourself while your back is spasming. So my poor husband, he is like, you know, crawling on the floor, trying to just get back into a position that he can like withstand for a period of time. And, you know, so that basically meant that I had to, you know, kind of get myself into gear to do some of the things like carpools and so forth that he was going to do. And of course, you know, kind of help him out what he needed with, you know, needed for the day. So it could have very easily put me into a massive state of stress. And, you know, the unexpected stuff happens. It disrupts our time. It disrupts our schedule. And, you know, also kind of not knowing like, how long will this be? Could be a couple of days, you know? So how do I, you know, kind of adjust myself? And so, you know, I relate this to also being a parent, how, you know, inevitably, right, you're on your way out the door, you know, going to work and your kid gets sick, you know, or you get the call from school, you know, from the nurse's office saying, well, you know, so-and-so is sick and you have to come and pick them up. That happened to me plenty. And as a single mom, which I was from the time my son was four years old, gosh, I remember that feeling of like, oh, what am I gonna do now? 
you know, and it has nothing to do with how much you love your family, how much you love your kids, love your husband, you know, it has nothing to do with that, but it creates stress when you now have to shift gears. You have to change everything that you are intending to do or stop something or reschedule. And that frantic state creates that stress response and it has a ripple effect. Okay. So you can still have a response, but the key to this, um, you know, kind of moving yourself out of that frazzled into a focused state is very, first of all, recognizing it. So, you know, you don't want to create compounding frustration or even resentment. You know, we know that if you don't address something over time and it, you know, and it's got you in this, you know, mindset where you are annoyed, it's totally normal. But if you start to recognize that that's what happening, that's what's happening, what you can do then is like really feel that and like start to understand it, right? And grow in your awareness, which ultimately, if you don't like how that feels, then then you're going to have to change something, change the habit. And so that's all going to kind of start with what is it that you're thinking that then is, you know, creating a feeling in your body. It could be a physical feeling, perhaps even, um, or an emotion. And that is going to impact whatever the action is associated. That's just how it works. Your thoughts are related to the feelings, which are then related to the actions or the, the response to the situation. So one of the things that I do, and I, you know, put this into practice, and I certainly did that when this all happened yesterday, is I draw in two things that for me are, are virtues. And, and by, you know, really kind of the definition of that for me is it's something that's really hard to practice. But I know that it's extremely valuable and it's important to me. And those two things are compassion and patience. Two really difficult things. Mostly the patience that is hard, but the compassion sometimes can be difficult when it's having an effect on you and you know you're you're trying to put yourself into someone else's shoes. So, you know, to kind of dig into this a little bit more, when somebody needs you whether it be you know a family member a friend you know when you're thinking about this you know kind of like being pulled in a certain direction and maybe it was not by choice i draw on this this you know feeling of compassion which you know has a very warm feeling it's very heart centered on centered is i start to think about them first and the one thing that i kind of ask myself is like you know, how difficult is this for them to ask for help? And certainly as a child, you know, it's, it's, it's more of like a, you know, a natural response, obviously, to rely on a parent, an adult figure to, to help. But, you know, not everyone likes to feel that they need somebody. They don't like to feel like, you know, maybe it comes across as feeling like it's a burden. And, so when that happens, I, I try and get to that mindset where I'm understanding and, and feeling good about being in a place of service, right? And as parents, we draw on this a lot. Like it can be draining to be in that position regularly, especially, you know, when you may feel like you're more alone. And so I, I encourage you to kind of check in with yourself on this 
and go back to that heart center and remember how you are that person that is needed for a reason. And if you kind of just sit in that and think about it, it's it's actually very calming. And so, you know, I, I look at it where the head is what's creating the stress, you know, the thought, the panic, the fear, the heart is very calming. And so if you remind yourself, remind your, you know, in your brain, your thoughts, that this is something that you can do to be of service to someone else, then you start to calm your heart, which is, you know, the emotion side of it, which is going to put you into that heart center, that place of compassion. And then the result of that is going to be, what do you want to do now? And so if you've kind of calmed yourself down, right, (laughs) then you're drawing on that piece of, okay, patience, meaning I'm going to be patient with this person, but I'm also going to be patient with myself to figure this out. Now you're in a solution oriented mindset and you're putting yourself at a place of choice of like, what do I want to do now? So one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that, you know, time creates stress for it. All of a sudden you're thinking, I need to rearrange my schedule. So what do I do? Well, the truth is that time is flexible. And as much as we can say, gosh, I can't move this around. Well, for the most part, we probably can. We just don't want to. (laughs) And so if you're able to take control, rearrange your schedule and, you know, flex that time, you can pull time from other places. You just have to put your energy into doing that. You have to put your energy instead of being frustrated into rearranging the schedule and what you want to do differently. So the way that I do that is first, I get to a place of acceptance that this is what's happened. Like just accept it. It's what's happened. Now you're going to, now you're going to have to affect some change. Okay. Move the stuff around that's really flexible. Like move it far out of the way. Like for me yesterday, it was like, okay, I had all these things that like ideally would have been great. I was like working ahead to do certain things. I can move them way out of my schedule and put them, you know, somewhere that I know that I'll get them done, but it doesn't have to be now or tomorrow, or even this week. Cause you don't want to keep juggling, you know, and be like, well, I moved it tomorrow. And then maybe tomorrow, maybe you're still at home. Maybe you're still stuck with a sick kid or helping your, you know, husband who can't barely walk, you know, but you, you're figuring it out, like give yourself some space on the big stuff and only focus on the priorities. So, you know, first thing is like, okay, what does, what has to happen? Like, do I need to go get kids in a carpool, right? That that has to happen. Or is there a meeting that is so critical that, you know, maybe you just take it by phone, you know, if that's an option. So hone in on the priorities and the solutions that you need to put into place. And the other piece too, when you're thinking about, you know, trying to be solution oriented is asking for others to be flexible too. Like being, asking for others to be patient with you. And that's okay. You don't need to apologize for it, but you do need to ask for what you need. And that can be, again, very hard, very vulnerable, You know, maybe you don't want people at work to think, you know, like that you need their help, but gosh, you likely do. And I remember asking for help from, you know, neighbors and friends and people that when something would go on, maybe I was at work and I was an hour drive away and I needed somebody to go help me and pick up my son from school. He was sick. 
you know, they're going to want to help you. And so they will show that compassion and empathy and patience for you. And it's, you know, and that is something that, again, when you're in this scenario, you can rely on that. You can like remember when somebody did that for you. And a lot of times that helps activate our own feelings of wanting to do that for others. So, you know, you take it a day at a time. What, what needs to happen in what order and for whom you can't necessarily predict the rest, but now you're getting more clear, right? So now you're getting from that place of frazzled into a more focused mindset. And most importantly, you're controlling what you can, you know, and that feels really good. Like it feels so good when you feel like you've got a little bit of a, you know, a handle on things like that's a literal expression. And I imagine myself like holding on to two handles of something and being like, all right, I got this. I'm driving something and maybe it's not completely all in my control, but I feel like I got my hands on something. So, you know, you focus on what you can, right? And the other thing too is I also kind of weave in, this is kind of like an extra little tidbit, is I weave in what's in alignment with my values and I serve these first. So for example, family, number one value for me. And so when I'm kind of like checking myself, like I'm giving myself a, a, a personal gut check is I always go back to say, well, what is most important to me? Well, it is my family, right? So I, I make sure I'm in alignment there before I freak out, before I stress out, because it's going to tell me if what I'm focusing in on, what I'm leaning into is the most important stuff, or if I'm just like reacting because something changed. And that's totally common. When things change, we react. That's normal. But the one thing that you can do is you can affect how you respond. So when when I do work with a lot of my clients, I work in what's called court energy. And I've talked about this before in, in another episode. But really where this comes into play in this situation here is that when you are more self-aware and when you are understanding of your core energy, this is powerful stuff. Like this is our ability to understand if we are in a positive mindset or a negative mindset. Like we are, you know, putting ourselves into a, you know, uh, a place where the burden or the negative feeling is creating um, a block for us or if it's opening up up to possibilities. So, you know, when you notice what's going on, the more you do it, the more that like it actually helps. It's totally just, again, habitual, (coughs) excuse me. But what you're able to do is you're never going to remove stress, but you're going to lessen the length of time that you spend in that like lower level of energy, that negative space, and how quickly you shift back to that place of choice, that place of solution-oriented, like not getting stuck in a problem. So I just wanna share that because it really does help. And if you're ever interested in that kind of stuff, it's not like woo-woo energy stuff. It's it's very specific data-driven um, attitudinal assessment that has to do with understanding kind of what energy level you operate at, 
how much of that is positive and how much of it is negative and how you respond to stress. Stress. I can't even speak. Um, and it's really powerful stuff. I love doing that kind of work with my clients. It is something you can even just do on the side. You don't have to even be a coaching client of mine. Um, all of my coaching clients do work in the energy leadership index understandings, but if you just want to see some data about yourself and you want to understand how you, you know, where you live as far as your positive and negative energy and how you respond to stress, give me a buzz. I can give you all kinds of great information about that and how to work with me on that. So sorry, I totally diverted. One more tip I want to share with you. When you are handling this frazzled state, okay, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about being in a frazzled mindset, you know, not being able to focus and get things done, you know, get through the holidays, work um, towards our goals. One of the things that I always encourage myself and anybody that um, I'm working with is to get outside. Now, you might be laughing because I live in Southern California, so I'm pretty much outdoors like all year round except for when it's raining (laughs) but um getting outdoors always has an impact on our mindset and if you can't get outdoors then the alternative to this is just kind of like giving yourself some space and a moment and a place to kind of like open yourself up and breathe and so even if that breath of fresh air is like in your own room right? Close the doors and just have a moment to reflect and be alone. It, it can be tough. I mean, I get it. Like if you've got kids and you're trying to just, you know, get by, get through the day and, you know, they're sick or they've been cooped up or whatever, it is really hard. But if you can just take a few moments, you know, in your room with your eyes closed, doing some deep breathing, you know, having a glass of wine, whatever it is, you know, take, go for a walk, even if it's a five minute walk, I call it a personal timeout and it can really work wonders, but you have to be willing to share with the people around you. That's what you need. You know, if you need help with the kids or something, or, you know, like make that effort to just say, Hey, I need five minutes and it's totally okay. And people will understand and just make that effort without being sucked down into that personal pity party. You know, that negative energy that is caused by the stress and just choose to give yourself that opportunity to regroup. And I, I can tell you, it definitely will have an impact on your mindset when you come back and you're just a little bit more collected, a little bit more able to look at things you know, from a different perspective. And that, that right there is what it's all about. You know, That ability to control what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and how you're responding. So I wanted to share one other thing. So I have one of my favorite books, I'll put this into the notes here, is a book called Mind Gym. Um, it's a small little book. It's actually really cute, but it's kind of thick, but it's cute. It's small. And um, it's called An Athlete's Guide to Inner Excellence. And it's kind of this combination of like sports psychology, oh my gosh, sports psychology, um, and, you know, just like really good insights that from an athletic perspective that influences other parts of your life. And that is like huge for me. I absolutely love that kind of work. And so this is about pressure. And it was interesting because what it was basically saying is that 
pressure, and I relate that to being stressed, but you know, the pressure of whether it's to achieve or to, you know, be the best at something, to be a good parent, to be a good partner, spouse, that the pressure can be a positive force or a negative one. And so when you when you basically are going into your mental processing when it comes to pressure, it's basically pressure is they say it's in the brain of the beholder. Right? So, you know, the whole phrase, obviously, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, pressure is in the brain of the beholder. And I love that. I thought that was so awesome. I like will remember that forever. And this is about, you know, how everything really gets interpreted a certain way. And if you learn to view pressure as a challenge, right? So if you equate that to stress, learn to, to view stress as a challenge to meet rather than a threat of defeat. Man, that to me just really does change the game. And so I wanted to share that with you. And hopefully this helps kind of move you along that path as, you know, like I mentioned, I'm going through this experiment of, you know, moving myself from a frazzled to a focused to a finished mindset and getting things done and really pushing myself through. Um, I hope that these tips are serving you as well. And if you have questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. My email is hello at robinkoenig.com. You can follow me on Instagram at rarefind underscore love. You can leave me a comment here on whatever platform you are following me on here, listening to this podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast. There's all kinds of ways and If you're not really sure, just Google me. I probably will pop up for you. Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G. And it is my absolute pleasure to continue to share these episodes and my stories and insights. And I have so much gratitude and appreciation for you if you are listening. So thank you so much. And I wish you an awesome day with love and laughter. Have a good one. Bye-bye.